ladies. Oh, let me refresh mine. Once again, <laughs> welcome to the show. Happy Sunday. Hey, hey, hey. Sunday brunch, the ninth edition. You guys, we have been on nine times on Facebook, on on anywhere. And I'm always happy. I always look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday. I tell you, happy Sunday. Run that back. Run it back again. Let's <laughs> go. The all-star cast, as usual, Tara Lynn Towns is living beyond you. Child Development Behavioral Specialist, President and CEO of Tiny Be Mighty from Bayonne, New Jersey. Tamika Dixon, WNBA great, current business owner, future Hall of Fame in New Jersey. The Godmother, WNBA great. General Manager, Super Hall of Famer out of D.C. Somebody stop me. Okay. <laughs> Adrian Goodson is your host. And, you know, we have our all-star cast of ballers today, which makes for a great show. So welcome to the ninth edition, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 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 As usual, we have to toast it up. Hey. Oh, yes. <laughs> It is time, okay? Sunday brunch mimosa today. I don't have a mimosa today. I have uh, I have a spritzer, cranberry spritzer. All right. Yeah, I notice I'm the only one with the orange juice today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I all used to have the red cup and uh, crystal light. All you got. <laughs> you affected us deeply. You affect <laughs> and now everybody's going to the pink stuff and then you going to the orange. So but it's okay because it's brunching. We could do That's a right. we could do a mimosa, we could do a, a spritzer, whatever it is. It's our it's our it's our time, it's our moment. So, you know, uh like I said, we had that all star cast. Uh, we're gonna have a great show. We're gonna continue on and piggyback off of last week um conversation, both the NBA and the WNBA deciding on a season in LA and it gets better ladies since then I've spoken to a close source about training camp nine players have decided to sit out of the 2020 season and I'm talking about heavy hitters not just average players players that are going to affect the roster and there is there there is an extremely strict 92 page protocol for the season so Tamika, I'm starting with you from a player's perspective and piggybacking from last week. And Renee, not, you know, deciding not to play. She decided that she was going to sit out. Now it's grown to nine players. The players had until midnight on Friday or Saturday, all right, to declare their status. So let me tell, let me say the, 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 the players' names. We have um, Cecilia Zandalassini, Renee Montgomery, John Cole Jones. Natasha Cloud, who just signed a big uh, contract with Converse, Latoya Sanders, Tiffany Hayes, which isn't uh, a surprise to me because Tiffany has always been, you know, her own leader and, and has done things her way and different. Rebecca Allen, Christy Tolliver stepped into the stage. And then you have, uh, I don't know, uh, excuse me if I pronounce her name wrong, Kenny Shinny Agumake. Shinny Agumake, yep. Shinny. So, um, you know, um, I stand corrected, definitely. I knew I was going to muff that up. 
So, uh, <laughs> oh, I used to don't feel bad. I used to I used to say Shanae, and then I was corrected by Neka Shanae. So don't feel bad. <laughs> no, get it right. You know how we are as black women when it comes to our name. Listen, get it right. You know, and I got a long name, so that's why I said I stand corrected because you know Adrian A D R I E N N E. Man, people be bump muffing it up. I'm like, what? How did you even get that out of there? Andrea, you know, Andrea. I'm like, there's not even an N before the D, so. But Tamika, it went from probably two players uh, last week, maybe three, uh, to now it's nine. You know, elaborate on that a little bit. Well, I think. You know, we've we've been kind of uh, moving forward with this conversation week after week, and I think you know it's, it was to be expected. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody on the panel here, um, as far as you know, having some players step up and say that you know they weren't going to play, whether it be for health concerns or for you know their own social justice issues that they think you know need to take a, a you know a, a bigger step forward in that arena. So, you know, you're going to you're going to have that. But this is this is why a few weeks when we were discussing um, with the waving of the players and things like that, that those players, you know, they were waved and that surprise came and all of that, that they needed to stay ready because now it's an opportunity to, for them to jump into a, you know, a role that they may not have had had this situation and these circumstances not happen. So I think it's a lot of things. I think, you know, the league we are all learning on the fly with this and the league is no different. Um, and things are happening kind of at a warp speed. So, you know, as only thing, and we've talked about it week after week that the players can control is themselves, you know, how they're going to show up, you know, is, is, is going to be paramount, but not only the players that are playing, those players that were waived are now having an opportunity and hopefully, you know, they didn't rest on their, you know, on their, wounds and, and lick their wounds and not get up and be prepared because like like I said and like we said weeks ago this is an opportunity for these players now to step up and have an opportunity and wouldn't you want to go in you know to your training camp ready to perform so it's gonna you know this this is gonna be interesting to see but we knew that this was happening and um you know the players have to from a player's perspective they just got to be ready for whatever it is and here we are Elaborate on that a little bit, then. Well, I definitely um, echo everything what Tiptoe Dixon just said. <laughs> but um, oh. it's like you say, you got to stay ready. And we all know this, and being an athlete, it would take a, a huge amount of discipline to be ready for what they're about to face. So mm -hmm. I think that even once the, the, the ball is thrown up and chipped off, I, I still think you're going to see at least two more weeks of conditioning where we mm -hmm. might see some sloppy play at the beginning because yeah. you may have, let's say out of one or 12 players, you may have two that are in great, great shape and the rest were, you know, okay shape, but we all know nothing can simulate a real game besides you having those real practices under your belt or unless you were just coming from overseas, which wasn't happening because we all were dealing with quarantine in our own country. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. And that's why I'm trying to figure out what um, type of medical staff that they're gonna have. 
because, you know, the number of allowed staff is eight, which means that even the coaches are probably going to be doing a lot of their own video breakdown. You know, it's going to be a lot on them. And, you know, I know we're talking about the players, but it's going to be a lot on the coach. And and imagine when that cabin fever hit. And this is why, <laughs> not to keep bringing up a bad subject, but, you know, they need a couple of, I hope they got a couple of psychiatrists in there you know, a mental health people and, you know, life coaches because, you know, quarantining and being in there, you're going to get cabin fever. You're going to get, you know, anxious. You're going to get anxiety. And I believe that players should have somewhere to go and, you know, obviously confident you and, you know, express how they feel. So that's kind of like what I'm interested in to see. And I probably will dig around to see if that's happening because that's going to be vital whenever you're in the bubble. Yeah, absolutely. And Tara, you can elaborate a little bit on how psychological it's going to become. Yeah, I agree with both um, Mika and Penny. Um, it's going to be physical and mental, but something that Penny just said, and that's something that I wanted to suggest is that since they have all of this land, that they should have a holistic sanctuary. So this sanctuary is just a designated place for practices to happen, like your meditation, your prayer, you know, your affirmations, all of that. But I feel it should be part of like almost like a curriculum within the protocol of what to do. Um, I also think that they should have a holistic practitioner on staff, like a naturopathic physician, because I, I think that, um, well, not I think, I know, I don't know if you guys know what Myers cocktails are, but they are the intervenous um, vitamins that you can take, but they, you have a, a naturopathic physician that kind of finds out what's off in your system, and then they, you know, put the amount of vitamins that are, they're amazing. I used them when I had, you know, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, and when I had my neck injury, they're amazing, but it just, it should be like a little sanctuary slash clinic, but definitely the holistic approach needs to be in there. Like Penny just said, life coaches, therapists, whatever it's going to take to feed and support that mind for the players and even the coaches as well. And also too, within the sanctuary, I just, you know, you, you can designate certain times so you don't have to worry about a pack of people being in there and it's just your private time, your place of peace that you can have to get you through whatever you're going to be going through. Yeah. If you guys are listening out there, get a holistic sanctuary. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Trust me, they're definitely listening. Uh, okay. you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna run run it down, um, run down a list of logistics. All right. And I heard this word a lot in the conversation yesterday I was having yesterday. Um, that affect how this all plays out. And they're going to be on 500 acres, okay, of land, right? So keep that in the back of your mind. First of all, uh, let's give them a hand clap. They're going to get all of their money. So we're going to praise God above. Yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> good. That's a, that's a thing that we were concerned about and we talked about it. So when you say, uh, if anybody's listening, trust me, they are. Um, <laughs> they, they I will... do want to say one thing on that. And that's interesting because I know that, and I'm just throwing it out there, I could be wrong, but I know that's the verbiage they're singing, but also a lot of people are singing, 
that is contingent on playing all 22 games. Oh, yep. You know, That's which is a which is which is a big difference. So in my world, anybody knows me knows I call it like I see it. So yeah, you'll be paid your full amount contingent on all 22 games. Yeah. You know, being in a state right now that the spike, the corona, the coronavirus done spike to almost double the amount where a governor or a mayor or whoever's in charge can step in at any moment and be like, okay, quarantine at home and everything cease, that might stop the season. You know, and unfortunately we all know Florida can't Florida is what, tornado hurricane season, you know, is coming. That could stop the season. So yeah paid their whole salary contingent on 22 games. When I was talking about they should be paid their whole salary in the beginning, and I echo it again, they should be paid their whole salary no matter how many games they play because those other two things are out of their control. And if they're taking the risk, going in the bubble, doing everything they can, and let's just say somebody goes to all of a sudden stay at home and you have to stop everything, and you know how that goes. We've been quarantined for, what, what was it, three months? I still feel that the players should be um, paid their money. So that's where I'm kind of like, let's make sure the message got it all in there. You yeah. know, contingent on playing all 22 games. Yeah, if we could take that contingency off of that, that'd be awesome. Um, oh, be, be tremendous because, I mean, they deserve it. I mean, like, you know, that's just hazard pay period, you know, just for showing up. And the conditions are going to be very, very stressful. But, you know, moving along... Um, you know, other than them getting their money, they will use 500 acres of the IMG Elite Training Facility, okay, until school returns in September or whenever it decides, and then it's cut into 250. Boo hoo! That's a lot of space, okay, to 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 be secluded. So the cost of each team, it costed each team an extra 800,000 to make this happen. On July 6th, they're to report, but they all have to report together, okay? And they're going to test daily for two weeks, and no one leaves for any reason. The front office and administration, you know, of course, they got to meet daily at 4.30 because everything keeps changing. Um, the housing, which is unique, um, the housing is a hotel, in a hotel, and these are the choices, but their options, they gave it according to uh, seniority. So you have housing in a hotel, two-bedroom lodge with your own bathroom, or a three- to four-bedroom villa with your own bathroom. Um, the coaches and vets with six years of experience got a plus one, you know, and that's including those those players that have a child. Of course, you get a plus one. You're not going to leave your kid anywhere. And, the and thing they that have to play, and oh, not being a rub, but they have to pay for their plus one out of yeah. their pocket. So, better pay that money up. Um, pay them salaries. The lottery, there's a lottery for practice, which we kind of got, we laughed about a little bit. Um, so, it's rotate and it's rotational in four gyms, you know, so that nobody has any type of advantage. There's always a lottery. And there's one player and one coach with masks and gloves, and the ball gets sanitized as for each individual workout um they're going to play three games a week and have a day of rest and the, the game schedule is to be announced 
There's a laundry schedule for each team for practicing games that, that must be followed. They have a strict protocol. Um, and the biggest thing that I that I was hearing, you know, with the coaches' concerns, and we talked about this, we elaborated on this weeks, was about the conditioning because the players don't have a good base of training, you know, under their belt because of this whole COVID, and they got to get in shape quickly. So we discussed this on other episodes. So that right there is in a nutshell, ladies. We have a lot of things that we can definitely touch upon, and, 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 and you know, we have some great topics that we could talk about. Um, and uh, like I said, they're on 500 acres. It gets split in half to 250. You know, there'll be plenty of space for them to get on their Zen Buddha and do their meditations if they need to and, and, and get away because they definitely will need, need to do that, especially if you're not in that hotel room and you're staying in, in a two-bedroom lodge or you're staying in the bathroom. Uh, I think that the ladies got the opportunity to, you know, to choose, like, you know, who their roommate was going to be to make it a little easier. They always gave us those options a lot, too, anyway, especially when we were staying together. But, you know, talk about the stress from the practice with the one player, one coach, one one mask, one pair of gloves, sanitize the ball after practice is over. Talk about that atmosphere. Well, when you say one player, one coach, what is that, individual workouts? Because in yeah. order to they, – okay, so you're talking individual, not the team. Because I know the team is going to have to play, you know, all together, which is going to be um, – you already know that's going to be a lot of touching on the ball, <laughs> you know, a lot of that's, what do you so, say, talking, collab, you know, all this stuff going out, which brings me to um, something that I find extraordinary that I haven't heard about. and kind of we touched on it, I believe it was the, the our last podcast, where the smart ring, and remember the smart ring is supposed to detect pre-coronavirus symptoms three days earlier if someone is susceptible to it. It's the ring that all the NBA players are having the option to wear or not, not wear. And I yet to hear that the WNBA players are going to have this as an option. When I'm thinking that, you know, okay, if they have this additional preventative device, then the women should have also had the option to wear this additional device. Because I saw that some of the guys were complaining about, oh, it can track me or it can follow my movements. Well, not really. If you don't want them to track you, if you're going somewhere you're not supposed to be, then just take it off if that's if you want to put everybody else in danger. But I, me personally, I would want to have the option to also have the smart ring, which I haven't heard it mentioned one time for the WNBA players. Exactly. You know, so that's kind of where I'm kind of like, okay, and I truly believe that the league is doing all that it can. I truly believe that because I know they're trying to keep the girls safe, but I want to make sure that, hey, I want equal for the women. If the guys have the opportunity to wear the ring, can somebody tell me why the girls don't have the opportunity to wear the ring? And if they are wearing it, wearing it or have the opportunity, then correct me. I'd be happy to be corrected, but I have yet to hear it mentioned, um, you know, that the women will have the option to, to wear this particular ring and they should have the option as well. Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. I would, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see the day when, you know, we just get what we deserve and we get everything that, that we need. And we don't always have to say, well, a man got it. Why can't we have it? Like, 
There's exactly, so many exactly. There's so many things from health insurance to, and we ain't even gonna get into, you know, going into, you know, uh, the pension plan. Um, you know, it's just we we shouldn't have to keep doing this. It's like, oh, okay, we gotta we gotta ask for it. It should just automatically be yeah. there. If, if, this, if this is your league and the NBA is the father the father company, then take care of your daughter. You know, and we shouldn't have to question that. You're not going to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and your daughter is screaming and hollering because she's hungry. You're not going to sit, sit there and contemplate whether you're going to give her the bottle. And you know? see, being a lot of people don't understand that I held two titles, executive vice president and general manager, and that's because I've done every position in the whole organization. And when you're talking about a device such as this, you look at the publicity that this device is getting. And like I say, I may be wrong, but I can almost guarantee you that these devices were given as a sponsorship to those players because if the NBA players are wearing them, they're $2.99 on the, the market. You can go buy one. A, a person can go buy one. They're, they cost $299. So once everybody sees the, the NBA players with these rings, you already know everybody's going to run to the store. They probably won't be able to make them fast enough. And this is why I'm saying why my perception, and I could be wrong, is this is a sponsorship deal. So just like, you know, when you've done the deal for Adidas for the shoes, the women, they had to wear Adidas too. They're going to the Wilson ball over the Spalding ball this year. Okay. The men got the smart rings and the 144 players that are in, and that's, you know, obviously all teams don't have 12, but for the 144 WA players, they should have, they should have been given a ring or an option to wear the ring as well. Absolutely. And that's for free. And I'm sure it's a sponsorship deal. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people come and they want they want uh, us athletes to wear everything. It's great advertisement where we go, where we shop, everything that we do. You know, we're gonna have that watch on. We're gonna have those sneakers on. We're gonna have that brand on. So it's just a perfect exactly. sponsors to get involved. And I hope and pray that. You know, they have somebody over there that's really, really going to do some serious marketing. Because right now, I mean, if you think about it, and those nine players, I mean, well, how did it kill Converse? You know, how did it kill Converse that, you know, that that one of the players that they just signed, you know, Natasha Cloud doesn't doesn't play this season, and you know, they they really could have got some they could have got some dollars from that. So the sponsorship. Well, obviously. And not to keep interjecting here, but actually Natasha Cloud done got Natasha Cloud done got large from this. Exactly. You know, I've actually had some conversations with her agent and she's in high demand because, you know, um, although she won't be playing, she is still one of the forefronts and one of the leaders of, you know, hey, it's it's about social justice, you know, being a part of something that's larger than herself. I believe that Believe it or not, Latasha don't went from an athlete to an, I don't know, when I say, I don't, con is the right word. I always say the highest compliment that an athlete can have is to be recognized outside their jersey. Yeah, the Latasha Cloud will be recognized now outside of that Mystics jersey. So if I'm Converse, they still hit a home run with her. They actually might have knocked it out, the, they might have knocked it out the park. And yeah. that's what we want to do as athletes. We want to be able to, hey, come out of that uniform and live on our own brand. 
So I she agree. actually, this is, this is, um, she, I'm, I'm not feel sorry for Natasha. She's kind of rolling right now. Yeah. You know, I look for her to do big things off this platform here. That's a yeah. fact. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it just, it, it just got bigger and bigger and it kept coming in. And every time I, every time I looked on, uh, you know, I opened up my phone, uh, Google just pops up with all different stories and, you know, the WNBA is definitely in the forefront with its stories, especially with the players deciding not to play. And then all of a sudden, you know, like uh, we discussed, Tamika, you know, you have players who uh, saying that they're not going to play. And then here comes uh, uh, Essence Carson gets the opportunity to go to D.C. and sign with D.C. Uh, because, uh, you know, because one of their players decided that she wasn't going to play. You know, so now it's a different situation and it becomes psychological, Tara, because one minute, one minute you wasn't, you weren't playing. And now all of a sudden there's a big, huge billboard that says, welcome to New York, Joyner Holmes. You know, so, you know, she wasn't going to play. Now she's going to play. And so it, it, it's just so psychological. There's so many things that are going on right now. I wish them so much luck, you know, but uh, the fact does remain that you know conditioning is is the main thing for these girls right now and being disciplined around that whole i would love to see that 92 page protocol that they have or you know how they're going to govern themselves and they keep adding stuff to it every single day and every single day they keep they have to have calls at 4 30 every day because every day something changes about this covid virus and how to how to deal with it and and that's why I speak and, you know, you know, not to toot my own point for Penny right now, the little talks I've been giving, but let me throw it in there. Uh, that's why I always say the winner of this league will be, it's going to come down to four things. And here's the four things I talk about. Whichever team has the most players in shape, mindset, whichever team has the best leaders on their team, because the coaches are going to lead. You're going to need players to be able to lead, you know, the locker room and when things go wrong to stay calm. And attitude, that's going to be the team that wins the championship this year. You know, and just to go back on Essence Carson's a little bit, you know, she played in Los Angeles for a couple of years. I'm not surprised that she was picked up. I said, there go Mike Tebow again, making a great move because Essence Carson is what I like to call a professional player. Now, I can pretty much guarantee you she's in shape because she's a professional player that's always taking care of her body, always doing the right things. So Washington is going to be able to hit the ground and not miss a beat. You know, I thought Bill Lambeer did an awesome job in picking up um, Alex Bentley uh, when Kelsey Plum went down. Yes. You know, yes. I'm really super excited, like I've said on other platforms, to see Miss Angel McCarthy back in the uniform. You know, yes. it's going to be interesting to see. But just getting back to what you said, like I said, it's going to take those four things. Which team has the most players in shape? Mindset. Which team got the best leaders? And uh, number four, attitude. Because everything ain't going to be perfect. You know, they're going to have to keep adding things daily. So as a player, you're going to have to be a little more patient and you're going to have to be a, and, and, and adaptive to what's happening. Because anything that they do at this point is about your safety and, under, and understand that. And that's where that good attitude comes in at. Yeah. And PC, just, just to piggyback off that, because I was thinking as you were uh, raising those points, 
uh, adaptability is going to be huge too, because you mm-hmm. you can imagine these players are coming in. Um, nice. You know, like you said, half of them are going to be conditioned, half of them aren't. So when you're not conditioned and when you're not up to you know up to par in that area, here come injuries. So now, oh yeah, you know you may, and because it's a shortened season, those injuries could linger on for 22 games. You know that could potentially be an issue. So now. You know, again, you got those players sitting on the sideline and they, what do they got to do? Stay ready. Because it, it could be, you know, it could be like a, a, a round robin where you got to keep bringing players in just to get through this season because, you know, you never know how that injury bug is going to hit. And when you come in and, you know, you got two weeks to get in prime condition, things are going to happen. You got older players. You got situations that might occur in that area and, you know, everybody has to, you know, you got to be able to maintain and be adaptable to all circumstances and situations and and you got to be patient with it. And ask yourself this to me. And here's another question. When a player does get an injury and go down and I know, you know, like I say, obviously I'm getting secondhand information, you know, I'm not, you know, GM where just being on my desk at the moment, but ask yourself this, when they bring the new player in, that player is going to have to be tested. Just like my understanding is this week, everybody was being tested a week before they went in the bubble and then they were going to be tested again on July the 6th when they all arrive at the same time, which I think is definitely the protocol considering that 16 NBA players have already tested positive, you know, and they were tested before they were going in the bubble. So therefore they have to stay home and quarantine for 14, 15, or 20 days before they can even join their team now. So now when you're bringing that outside person in, and this is where I say it gets heightened and where it gets a little tricky because the person coming in, they could be asystematic, symptomatic, Mm -hmm. and not show any symptoms until everybody's affected. You know, where I think, and if I could throw any suggestion out there to the league, that they might want to get in touch with some agents and some players and be like, hey, get a top 14 list from all the coaches that are in there, just like when you do pre-draft and who's who's going in the war room and notify those players that, hey, you have a potential, get with all the coaches to give you a list. You have a potential if there's an injury that you may be called, but you'll only be called if you have been quarantined before you have been quarantined before you get there. Because other than that, if they haven't been quarantined and get there, they could affect the whole camp. I mean, yeah, one player could really just affect the whole camp. Okay. And that's that would be that would be my suggestion to the league. Hey, get that short list of players that can potentially be called and let and notify them right now that hey, you need to be quarantined in order to get the call to come in and come into the bubble. Yeah, absolutely. And I was gonna and to piggyback off of that because I was gonna mention and ask you that too. Um, you know, how unique would it be for them to okay, let's say they they this 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 number this magic number is fourteen. And they say, okay, all right, we got 14 people. Bring those 14 people in already. Already quarantine them. Have them in a place. Have them have a have a have a place for them to already stay. You know, you got 500 acres. I'm sure that there's some place you can find for them to stay. And you have them already. You have all 14 of them quarantined in that one area. Don't separate. Keep them right there. They quarantine right there. And so this way, if anything happens. You know, you have that pool of people. They can be working out. Whatever team they're slotted to play for, you know, they they know the plays. 
they're in the loop with everything. You know, we got huddle, we have synergy. I don't, you know, we have all different platforms, whichever platform they're using, they can get those videos, they can get the, you know, whatever they need to stay abreast on what's going on, the plays, this, that, and the third, and then just keep them there on the campus instead of saying, hey, we're, we're, we're going to challenge, we're challenging you because that's what it is. If I'm at home, the comforts of my own home, and I'm supposed to quarantine for 14 days, you know, it's going to be real difficult for me to do that because I still need to run out to the store. I still need to do this. I need to do that. So it's probably better for them to bring them there. What do you think about that, guys? I think that's a thumbs up for real. <laughs> you know, yeah, I agree. That would be the I smartest think that's thing. Awesome idea. Yeah, you have to have that. That's why I say you have to have that pool of players, and 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 just what you said is how it should roll out. You know, and I mean, Tara. I mean, like I elaborate on it. You know, there's a there's a there's a strict protocol and a lot of coordination for everybody. Like, yeah. a lot, you know, like talk about some things how they can stay focused, and you know how important. It, is being organized in your thoughts and patterns, you know, and how mandatory that is for the success of the whole organization, not just individual teams, but as a whole, everybody's got to function properly like ants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think, I think the first thing, the overall mindset for anyone in this situation, because it's a lot, like just, I don't play, but I'm like, whoa, that's a lot. But I think the, the first thing that any person in this situation, the first mindset they should have is to be prepared for the unexpected and to be prepared for disruption in schedules. Because a lot of people, you know, normally, I know you guys are very organized. It's on schedule. You have to be, right? Task-driven, you know, your practices, everything. But that's not what we have right now. We have a state of chaos right now. And then we have these protocols that are just uh, initial protocols that I'm sure are going to be switched in and out. So when you have a mindset thinking that, well, okay, I'm, I'm reading my protocols. This is what I have to do but you said four, five, and six was going to happen, and now it is 11, 12, 13. So you can see right there, that is, whoa, it's overwhelming to begin with. So to set up the players and anyone, the coaches, the families for success, go in with the mindset that this is interchangeable, that it's not set in stone, and that it's just a blueprint that things will be added to. So that's that's the first thing that I would say you know, that can bring a lot of peace and balance in it. And then the second thing is just to connect to the commitment because the commitment is the protocol, it's the safety, it's caring about other people and not sneaking away and, you know, possibly bringing things back to the little community. I mean, this has to be ran like a little city, like with a mayor and, you know, the police chief, that mentality, it's its own little city. And so I think, that, you know, for people to focus on that commitment, they made a choice, right? They had a choice to either play or not. They made the choice to play. So this is what comes with the play, which is being, like I said before, on another, on, on another um, podcast that we did, that I believe in being, you know, married to the 
the work that it takes and not the goal, because the goal will always be there. The goal is for them to play, right? They're there, okay? Now, what are we doing to play? Because this is not like how we just roll up practice like it was before everyone's healthy and you're going to play a game. This is like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the whole alphabet before you get to play in the game. So if you just focused on the game, you're not going to be focused on the game. And I know that that's, you know, like a double negative, but I really mean it. You're not going to be because the game is you being healthy, responsible, and proactive in protocol. So if you're not married to what it takes and you just focus on a goal, guess what's going to happen? Once again, your mind is going to be in another place. The focus is, is going to sway the minute, like I just said, to be prepared for disruption and, and diversity and what's going to take place. We hope it all runs smoothly, but look at right now, like Penny said, is the cases are like triple. So we didn't expect that they're supposed to be going down. We're supposed to, we're supposed to have this together, but obviously we don't have it together yet. So I think that that will set up players for, you know, success with being focused. Have the drive should be what you are doing to get to that goal. And then obviously all of the mind things. I mean, I think that because people, you know, if they're not connected to the higher self, they think it's like some little disease or they don't believe in it or that doesn't work. That's some hoo-ha stuff. And it's not. So I think that setting up, you know, almost like a curriculum. I mean, I, I thought, I said, what, what would I do for these players when they went into a room if they're coming to play for me and they're risking their lives, right? So I would have an appreciation basket. Boom, as soon as they go in a room with just things for themselves to relax, calm, you know, all different types of things. And then I would have a safety basket because it's training the brain to think about, see, these may be gestures and gifts, but these are mine, you know, these are these are brain games. So when you come in, you're saying, wow, I'm appreciated for being here. And then, oh, here's the safety things in their face. Like, this is what it looks like. This is what you have to wear every day. This is what you, and this starts training the brain to think about, I'm appreciated, but I also have, have to appreciate others in their lives, so I must follow protocol. So all different experiential things that will start the brain to be stuck on protocol. Because if protocol is not going to take place, we already know, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of issues. You're going to have a lot of possibly sick people, dead people. I mean, you have children there. So I just feel that the whole organization needs to get on this as the example, because you also have people who say, how do I do this, right? You have people that say, okay, this sounds wonderful, but how the heck do I relax when everything's not relaxable? And I know it's not a word, <laughs> but how do you, right? So setting up a specific place, if you say there's 500 acres, that's a lot of, that's a lot of space, but they need structure say this is your building for this this is your space to do all of these things and now you have like children showing up to a classroom they come to a classroom to get their instruction it should be the same type in my opinion it should be the same type of um protocol when it comes to the mind because if the mind is not functioning and the endorphins are not you know boosting up and the dopamine is not boosting up you're going to have a lot of people's serotonin off, and like Penny said, cabin fever, like a mug, and you're going to have some situations that are not even part of COVID. 
That's why it should be so, so, so important and so many examples of structure and balance and harmony when it comes to the mind. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody want to elaborate on that? I think Tara said it all. <laughs> you know, I know. Every, it sure did. <laughs> yeah, people make, you know, valid points and it's just hard to follow up. You know, we got such a group of intelligent women. <laughs> it's kind of hard to like just you know all you can say is piggybacking off of that or, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know I, I will say this I'm hoping and and I'm sure everybody has the same protocol but I do believe and and, and, I, and I'm sure the WNBA has this and I just want to stress that we have a lot of coaches that are in that danger area you know that if they were to catch COVID I mean you know, Bill, I actually saw your age. I Googled you for something, and I saw, you know, you got Bill, Mike Tebow, Marion Stanley, a new coach, you know. it's in, And I'm hoping that they are getting an added layer of prevention added on. I'm hoping, you know, and I'm hoping everybody get the max, but some special attention. And, you know, if they're not feeling well immediately to have the doctors or someone see them, because you know, being a part of the W. Ray family, probably for my whole existence, I would hate. To, I don't. I don't want anybody to be the first. You know, and unfortunately, casualties sometimes happen. And this is why I say to the players that, in the end, the WNBA can have a hundred protocols in place, but if you don't follow them, that's when the danger comes in. So that's why I say everybody has to be accountable for themselves. And if you don't want to be accountable to yourself, think about you know, your teammate, your coach, you know, that can be infected, people, kids that are going to be there because they're going to be some plus ones there. And, um, you know, if, you, if you're there and you say you want to have a season, go that extra mile to make sure that you make it to that 22 games and through that playoffs. And that's going to come down to the individual. And I'm going to say it, and I know nobody wants to say it. And all you people that think you want to be deputy dog, and what I mean by deputy dog, they go off and do their own thing and think nobody would know they left or came back, realize that you could bring the whole house tumbling down on you. So let this be your warning. If you see this video, don't do it. Don't do it. Stay there, do as you're told and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself because I want the WNBA to pull this off and succeed. And then you NFL and all the rest of y'all can figure out how they did it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Girl power. Okay, <laughs> girl power, baby. We they already know. We, we bring girl them in. Power. We, we bring them in here. We bring them in here. We, you know, we're the vehicle through which everything passes into this world. So we ain't gonna talk about who's the most powerful on the planet. We'll just leave it alone. I don't want to scare the fellas away. We got a, we got a, got a, we got a nice audience out there. You got a Craig Howell out there. Shout out to Craig oh, Howell. Dante Borders out there. Joe Smith out there. You know, uh, Ricardo feeling myself, Carter out there. Um, nice following out there, you guys. Please feel free to ask questions. That's what we're here for. We're not here to just inform you, but at the same time, you can ask questions. You know, we have people on here who played basketball for a long time. You know that uh, half the people out there, probably more than half the people out there have kids. Some of them are playing basketball right now. You know, you got a powerful pan panel right now here, and myself and, and Penny and Tamika give out points, of, points, you know, points from Penny. 
tippy toes oh, to make it. There you go, throw it back. <laughs> <laughs> Same time you got, you know, Tara, Tara Lynn Towns, excuse me, mess, make I mess with it. Got definitely got to get that Lynn in there. She bite me, bite my head off if I don't. So you know, behavioral specialists and can give some advice not only on that but also on bullying. So you know, it's each one teach one, and everybody is here to help one another. So. You know, it's always a powerful show that we have. We have this all-star cast of people. I love being on the show with you guys every Sunday. And as we close out, I always give everybody the opportunity to have some closing thoughts. We're going to start with you, Meek. Okay, because you're the, uh, no, you're not the baby of the bunch. Who's the baby of the bunch? Yeah, me too. No, no, we we not we not having no age. Meek's the baby of the bunch. Okay, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) Baby of the bunch, I know that for sure. Some mystique, you gotta leave some mystique. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, I love I love the nickname you done gave me, Adrian. Um, uh, what is it? The Godmother. The Godmother. I love that name. Okay. (laughs) The Godmother. You know what I'm saying? We all got names, you know. That's the godmother, you know. People call me the big auntie. I got some people coming to steal it, but you can steal it. I know I'm the big auntie, you know. We got to get something for me. We just going to keep on calling her tippy toes. Tippy toes. Oh, tippy my God. And, you, I, and, and I'm telling you, anybody well, out there, the bone and, bone. I know, and, and I know it's off the topic, but if you haven't seen Tamika play, you got to go watch them handles because they were crazy. <laughs> And you see her pity patting with them feet, and you'll know how she got the nickname <laughs> Tippy Toe Dixon. Uh, pre- appreciate Nicole, the love, you know. PC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I just, in closing, kind of want to say that, um, that you know, and and PT, I think you you said it, you know, very gracefully. These players that come in, man, it's it's not about you when you come in. Um, it's about you, but it's really not about you. Um, we we are family when we step into this bubble, and you have to do everything in your power to make this, you know, to be as safe as you can for, for not only for yourself but for everybody else. Um, and that's the biggest thing. You got to take this thing seriously. Um, and you know, sometimes as young people, we feel like it can't happen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. That it that it's going, you know, we're healthy, we're completely healthy, but you can't think about it like that because there's other people in that bubble that that may not have those same circumstances. And even, you know, we're seeing day to day, totally healthy, completely healthy people, you know, passing away. So it's not about you. Um, if you're going to do this, please be, you know, 100 percent, you know, committed to it and, um, you know, be safe for everybody else. And, and secondly, you know, I, I want to see how they're going to do this, this one-on-one training with the mask and the gloves on, because, you know, me, me going into the grocery store with the damn mask and the gloves on is, is, a, is, a, is a feat. Now you want, you want me to do, you know, shoot my thousand jumpers and, and all of that in the gym with a and mask. You know you got to get your 500 in. <laughs> you already know. So, so I, you know, I I would I want to be a fly on the wall in those in those one on one workouts, but but I know the girls, you know, I know they'll come ready, and 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 I'm looking forward to it. I just want everybody to be safe. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you 100 percent on that. And you know, just for those people that are out there, I know I know my people's down in Atlanta. Nurse Jackie would be proud of me to say that, you know, <laughs> the people who are being affected are from the ages of 18 to 35 at a high number, at a high rate right now. So, you know, the tables have turned. 
it was a situation where it was really attacking people that were over 50, over 60. Now, the largest group right now is from the ages 18 to 35. So if you think that you shouldn't be wearing a mask, shame on you. Put the mask on your face. Not about you. Not about somebody taking away your rights. It's about you having common decency covering up that face. So with that being said, Tara, you know, give us some closing thoughts. Um, I just think that the condition in that uh, we've been speaking about, right, in previous talks was a lot of the body and the mind, but for people to please have the mindset that the conditioning begins in the mind first before the body. If you don't agree to work out first, you are not going to work out. If you don't agree to be successful in your game, you're not going to be successful. You can you could play in it, but that success, that high success level becomes when you agree in the mind first. So just have that concept that conditioning begins in the mind first. And then also I think about this whole situation, like with people who don't want to be responsible, would you leave your child with a sex offender or an abuser, a babysitter who you knew beat up kids? No. Would you, if you just bought a new house, would you take, you know, acid and pour it all over your windows? And would you take, you know, a, a big bulldozer and knock it down? No, you have to treat the situation like it's your home and your child, because those are two things that people are protective of. So if you can't find it in yourself, you know, with the mask, just say, would I want my child to be affected? Would I want my child to die? Because Penny, we talked about this the other day that people, they don't take it serious until it's until they lose a family member or they get sick. Now, why are you doing that? Why are you wasting all of that time to wait until something happens like that, right? To be, to know, would you like to learn from, like what I like to say, I say this to Corey, you wanna go over to the stove and burn your hand yourself or I'm already, I have the experience, I'm letting you know that's gonna burn if you put your hand on it. So sometimes it's okay to go off of what we see and what people are saying, because especially when it's life or death. So just being open, open to and humble to receiving the truth about what's going on and then following the protocol is just safety. It's just a mask, it's just gloves, and it's just washing your hands. You should do that stuff anyway. And if you don't like the mask, make them fancy that's my last little piece of advice make them fancy if you don't <laughs> if you don't want to wear them jazz them up and your gloves that's right and bling them out and bling them out exactly I, I you know i got a little co collection right now i think i got one i almost <laughs> have one for every day of the week um and i'm getting fancy with them you know what i'm saying i got one from the retired police association that had the L you know, on the front that said legends on the front. So, and then I got people oh, wow. sending masks out of nowhere. So, I mean, I want to say shout out to my teammates and, you know, Jackie Kenny, Dawn Cullen, you know, for just sending out masks to me. The Retired Players Association thinking about me enough to send me something and, you know, in my health and everything like that. And so, you know, we always saving the best for last. We got, you know, we got the godmother. We got, got, a, <laughs> got the godmother because she did it better. She did it. <laughs> so come on and bring us something. Now it's funny because the role has flipped. And what I mean by that, you know, a lot of players usually when they go on to play, they say, Hey, you know, if I'm successful on the court, it's gonna bring me a lot of opportunities off the court. Now here we are in 2020, 
battling COVID-19. The road is reversed because I say right here, right now, and I want everybody to hear, in order to win on the court, you have to win off the court first. And that's what wearing your mask, washing your hands, social distancing, taking responsibility as a group to come together collectively in order to win on the court, to have a successful WNBA season and show all these other leagues on how we women do it. So I want to end on that note for myself. In order to win this year, you have to win off the court first, and then I'm almost guaranteeing you, you will win on the court. Absolutely, and that's just great advice. Agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, my watch party is over here going crazy, by the way. So thank you yeah. for watching, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that is awesome. That people, Thank uh, we you. Gotta get the people. We got to keep the people from being shy. We, we, we go live because we want you guys to engage and ask questions. You know, uh, like I said, we, we have a panel of brilliant minds over here. And so, you know, I, I just want to say thank you guys once again for coming to the stage. As usual, Sunday brunch is turning into a beautiful thing. Yes. At the same time, I want to get our listeners to please, you know, go to and, and, and download us on if you have Google Podcasts, download us. If you have Spotify, download us. If you have Breaker, download us. If you have Overcast, download us. If you have Pocket Cast, download us. If you have Radio Public, download us. Okay? If you have Anchor FM, download us. It gets bigger, you know? And we don't do without <laughs> support. We need your support on this side. Women supporting women. Yes. Black women supporting black women. And we need our brothers. We need our men to support us more than anything. Just the way, the same way that we lift you up on your totem pole. We need you to do the same. You know, treat us like the queens that we are. I love you guys. I always say Sammy. Peace <laughs> out. See you guys. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, y'all. Okay. Happy, happy Sunday, y'all. <laughs> Bye-bye, you, you guys. Glasses <laughs> empty. Glasses <laughs> <laughs> <Your class is laughs> empty. <laughs> well, I still have some money. All right. Miles, we'll I talk. got a little bit. Have a great <laughs> week. <laughs> okay, bye-bye, you guys. Take care, ladies. Thank you.